this is Jessica with the Hungry for More podcast. Feeling snacky? Then I've got a quick bite for you. Welcome to our quick bite mini episode series. Welcome back. I'm so excited to be here with you today to talk a little bit about adrenaline, cortisol, and adrenal fatigue. Now, this is something I have learned a lot more about in recent years as a person with chronic illness. I wasn't really all that up on this kind of thing until I couldn't understand why my body wouldn't listen to me. And as somebody who was so into nutrition and health, trying to manage my weight, my body for years before I knew that I had a chronic illness, it was really frustrating to not understand what was happening for me. And I think it's important that everybody knows, regardless of the level of health that you have, whether you are somebody who feels and functions great, or you are somebody who is really suffering, that stress and adrenaline, cortisol, they really affect the way that your body will function. It really is no surprise that stress is the underlying cause of almost every disease. And anybody who has suffered from chronic illness, cancer, can pinpoint a level of either low-grade underlying chronic stress or general chronic stress and anxiety. Maybe something happened in your life that actually triggered an illness for you. And so it's important to know that that stress and adrenaline, it's just really affecting the way that your body will function. And I can't possibly show up on my own health podcast and not talk about how these stress and adrenaline hormones are affecting your health and my health long-term. So if you're somebody who is perfectly healthy and just enjoys listening to this stuff, but you're also somebody who kind of has a lot going on, who has, is booked to the max, who has a lot of anxiety, these things are slowly chipping away at that well-being of yours, and you're going to want to get ahead of it now. On the other side, if you're somebody who has those stress and anxiety problems and you're sick with a chronic illness, you need to address it immediately. So to start, I wanted to talk a bit about adrenal fatigue. And what is that? What is adrenal fatigue? Well, the adrenals are glands that sit above your kidneys and they release adrenaline and cortisol hormones. Adrenaline and cortisol are important hormones. They're not just bad. Saying cortisol and adrenaline are bad is really um, a small view of it because that's really not true. Those hormones are there for a reason and they spark up for a reason. (laughs) So for example, of a good reason to release adrenaline and cortisol, those hormones release a little bit in the morning to wake you up from your sleep and they get you going for the day it's supposed to elevate a little bit at that time of the day. There are normal cycles that your adrenaline and cortisol need to be pumping. For the bad example, I would say uh, the common one that you'll hear is if there's something crazy happening, those those hormones will release so that your reflexes can jump into gear. So the example is usually that if you're being chased by a predator, those hormones will release Blood will pump to your extremities and allow you to run. And that's true, of course, but it's less of a reality today for most of us. (laughs) I I can't say I'm chased by predators all that often. I would say the more realistic 
version of stress and adrenaline for me today is, and I would imagine you would agree, is that we are stressed to the max with our schedules, with the demands placed upon us, with work, with family obligations. And it's always going on. It never stops. And even if you're not currently stressed out listening to this podcast, it doesn't mean that you're not going through and planning things in your, in your mind that need to get done or just anxious in general. You have social anxiety. You're a worrier. Maybe the news is stressing you out. Uh, the last few years with COVID, that dumped so much anxiety on us. We didn't know what was happening. The world had changed so much. Our routines were gone. Our pleasures were gone. It was very stressful for the human condition. And we're all recovering from that shared trauma. So we need our adrenaline and cortisol. But the constant release for non-critical reasons, that is what ends up taking a massive toll on our health. It is aging us. It chips away at our general vitality. And eventually that constant stress can actually wear out your adrenal glands. So if you're somebody who wakes up tired, you crash during the day, you have dark circles under your eyes, maybe your eyes are puffy or swollen or you're puffy or swollen other parts of your body, inflamed along with some other ailments like that, that could point toward some adrenal fatigue, the wearing out of your adrenals. And if you fully wear out your adrenals, this is a disease called Addison's and you can't heal that. That is forever. You don't want to completely wear out your adrenals. So you do need to protect your adrenal glands. And if you're somebody who's constantly stressed out, you need to find some outlets to support your adrenals and to support your mental well-being. Another way that we're often really plowing on our adrenals is caffeine intake. So not only are we stressed out about our work and our obligations, our schedules, but we have to wake up enough to get through the day. We need to be alert. And so caffeine can really spike out a lot of adrenaline and cortisol into your system to keep you alert, but it can really take a toll. So if you're somebody who's really into caffeine there, you, know, you love your coffee, I get it, believe me, but I would highly recommend to slowly, very, very slowly, it took me a long time <laughs> to slowly cut back on the caffeine intake. You will get used to it. You might be a little tired in the beginning and the time while you're trying to scale it back. The way that I did it, I started by slowly lowering the amount of caffeine or coffee that I would put into my reusable K-cups, but I would drink the same amount of coffee. So same amount of water in it, but it's less coffee in it, less caffeine. And then I cut down the size of the coffee cup. Then I made sure that I was keeping it to a single morning cup, no afternoon pick-me-ups. And then I worked on finding a replacement. So I use Rasa. It's an adaptogen brew with mushrooms and adaptogen herbs that give you a more mellow, general energy and it doesn't spike your adrenaline and cortisol like like caffeine does so if you need a little bit of a map on how to start to reduce your caffeine intake maybe you can model after me it did work i do have a, about one cup of coffee per week because i do understand how yummy it is and just how nice that routine is how good it smells how good it tastes i get it it's not easy to let go of coffee 
but replacing it helped for sure. So I still get the routine with my Rasa and it's still like a nice chocolatey yummy brew. I get the cacao one, which does have five, 5% caffeine or something compared to a cup of coffee, but it's from cacao instead of coffee beans. Maybe one day I'll switch to the regular one, but I thought it was the most similar tasting Rasa brew. (laughs) But yeah, I, I can't even finish that cup of coffee anymore. So you will get used to it. You can start to work on your own natural energy stores once you are able to get off of the things that are synthetically producing the feelings of alertness. I do think that was very beneficial for part of my healing journey. Another one that can really affect your adrenals is really rigorous exercise. This can sometimes be very counterintuitive, especially for people with chronic disease and especially for people with thyroid conditions who might struggle with their weight. So if you're someone with a thyroid condition, I've I've heard stories of doctors telling people with thyroid conditions, you've got to lose weight, so you should eat better and work out more. And that's not necessarily true for people with certain conditions. Sometimes you might need to take it easier. You might need to be nicer to your adrenals to heal because if your adrenals are fighting too hard, your body is in a constant state of stress. If you're not healing, you're not going to lose an ounce of weight. You can't heal in fight or flight. So for managing stress, how do you do that? You've probably heard a lot of strategies for managing stress, like breath work, gentle body movement, walking, stretching, yoga, Meditation, saunas and steam rooms can be helpful. Maybe finding creative outlets that help you to zone out and let go of your racing thoughts. There's some really great apps like the Calm app, Headspace that can help you. Exercise is obviously a wonderful way to manage stress and anxiety. You just have to be careful not to overdo it. It depends on who you are and what what you can handle. Everybody's different. I think that especially for women, there can be a lot of pressure for really high impact, high intensity workouts, especially for weight loss. And I'm here to tell you that they can have a negative effect. So be careful, pay attention to your body. Again, everybody is different. You can take herbs to manage stress levels like lemon balm, ashwagandha, rhodiola. These are amazing, powerful, gentle healers that can help regulate adrenaline surges. And just be careful with yourself. Be gentler with yourself. Keep this in mind. Being stressed out, being booked all the time, we need to stop celebrating that. We need to celebrate self-care, taking time for yourself, tapping in, figuring out strategies that help you to not be a stress cadet. (laughs) So this is something that I'm working on, that I'm practicing, and I certainly can't say that I've perfected it by any means, but I do think it's really important to know for anybody. So I hope this helped you. I hope you enjoyed it. Please, if you did, let me know. You can always follow me or uh, shoot me a message on Instagram at Live It Up Wellness. You can follow the show at The Hungry For More Podcast. And until next time, stay hungry.